back to another episode of Too Many Men. I'm Tony Picknich. Alongside me here, John Gallietta. How we doing? Zach Riley over the phone at Rowan, and Trisha's here too. Hey, what's going on there? So we got a lot of things to get to today. We have the Super Bowl. That's this week. A lot of people seem to forget that today because of the whole Anthony Davis news, which we will also get to. And we have a blockbuster trade in the NHL, which could help shape the playoff picture this year. So a lot of stuff to get to. But before that, this episode is sponsored by the You're My Friend and I Trust You podcast. Born from a love uh, for interesting and engaging conversation, hosts Jordan and Donnie sit down once a week to discuss anything and everything. From how Donnie almost accidentally joined a cult, cult to Jordan spraying his best friend with bear mace. You never know what to expect. Subscribe today to You're My Friend and I Trust You on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Those guys are doing good stuff over there. We're happy to give them a shout-out on the show. So let's get to the sports news. Zach, quiet down over there. <laughs> let's uh, take a look at the trade that happened in the NHL uh, yesterday. The Kings sent defenseman Jake Muzzin over to Toronto, acquiring a first-round pick and other smaller pieces. The, the biggest piece of that was the first-round pick. Uh the Toronto Maple Leafs GM finally made good on his promise, uh, going and getting some help on the back end. And this is this is huge because this Toronto has been a step behind a step behind Tampa Bay the whole season. Now this is their attempt to make up some ground. You know, they don't have to catch them in the regular season, they just have to be able to compete with them in the playoffs. Which uh, Jake Muzzin is gonna step Yeah, he definitely does that. He's gonna step in and be a major Force be reckoned with on that blue line. Now this, uh, for the Kings, this is really one of the signs of them moving on. After acquiring Ilya Kovalchuk in the offseason, uh, people would have thought, or at least inside the Kings organization, they thought that they still had a shot at at least competing for a Stanley Cup after an early first-round exit last year in the playoffs. It's, it's a disappointing season for the Kings. Uh, toward the bottom of the league and the bottom of the Western Conference throughout the whole season, uh, the the unloading is finally starting. It starts with Jake Muzzin. So the official trade is Jake Muzzin to the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for for Carl Grunderstrom, Grunstrom, Grunstrom, and the rights to defenseman Sean Dursey and a 2019 first round pick. So what does it mean by they get the rights to Sean Dursey? Is, is he he's not in the league yet? No, he was a draft pick by Toronto who hasn't been signed to a contract yet. So when it comes down to it, uh, the Kings will be able to sign him to a contract. Also happening yesterday, the Dallas Stars reacquired defenseman Jamie Oleksiak from the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for a 2019 fourth-round pick. This is the same exact trade the Penguins made four years ago as they acquired Jamie Oleksiak from the Stars for a fourth-round pick. So they just swapped back, and no harm, no foul. Oleksiak probably enjoyed the trade, being over in... Pittsburgh for a few years, and now back to his, where his career started in Dallas. Um, you know, the, there's some activity starting to pick up in the NHL. We're going to see this with a lot of teams that are designated sellers at the deadline. It's going to be important to see how these teams that are buyers down the stretch really utilize their draft picks and acquire players that can help really feel for them to uh, compete for a championship. Now, I don't know... What else to expect from some of these teams? The Alexiak trade was interesting to me because it was just an exchange of what had happened before. I don't know what Pittsburgh's going to do with the deadline. Pittsburgh, usually buyers 
every year at the deadline this year. Uh, they're looking to move Derek Broussard, it looks like. And I've even heard Phil Kessel's name uh, been brought up in some trade circles. So it's going to be interesting to see what Pittsburgh does at the deadline because right now they sit in the second wild card spot, a spot they're really unfamiliar to in years past where they've been in the top three in each division, competing for a Stanley Cup year after year. And last year only they probably would have won it again if they hadn't lost to Washington in the second round. So it's going to be interesting. To s- what do you think they can get from uh, Phil Kessel? Kessel? Do you think they would get that much? It depends on the team. He's a much older player. Yeah, yeah, but he's still good. He still puts up. He still puts in pucks. So, uh, trade into a team. Let's sit, let's look at a contender that needs a goal scorer. Um, I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Maybe like a, a Dallas Stars or New York Islanders. I, I would have to assume he'd fetch at least a first-round pick. Now, the Penguins probably won't be looking for a pick. They're probably looking for a player in return. But uh, if the right team comes along offering a first-round pick, I think they'll take it. And uh, as much as they want an established player, I think a pick is good enough if they feel like they can't win the Stanley Cup this year, which is never never seems to be the feeling when you got Crosby and Malkin and can throw them out there on one line. So I, I think right now it's unlikely Kessel will get traded. But if you do see him get traded, uh, look out of the conference. He, he definitely won't be staying in the Eastern Conference. Definitely not in the Metropolitan Division. Yeah. So that's just, some, that's just something we got. What, Zach? So you think the Devils are going to make any moves? Devils going to be sellers at the deadline. Uh, Marcus Johansson, Keith Kincaid, Ben Lovejoy, Brian Boyle, names that come to mind when it comes to moving some players. You know, the season's basically a loss, and you might as well trade the players you might lose in free agency for something. Yeah. And there's always the opportunity to sign those players back in free agency if you really want them that bad, you know? Definitely. Uh, it's definitely more likely that Pittsburgh's going to move Broussard. Uh, look for them to acquire a, you know, a Ford of the same caliber and skill in return. I'm not really sure what that would entail. Uh, and if he does get a pick, it would be a, it would be a second-round pick, I think. I don't think he's worth first-round talent anymore. So it's gonna, it should be another active deadline after... Some, one that was kind of dull last year and just got to keep our eye out because it's going to be the, the NBA trade deadline is usually the most active at all the sports and it's oh, yeah. going to be again this year it looks like but the NHL deadline is almost always second it's, even the NFL deadlines come up soon uh, come up in recent years as being more active for teams looking to contend and compete for a championship so and every team's going to make that one move each year that scratches your head that could either be totally genius or be one of the worst moves, one of the worst trades you've ever seen. So we'll be sure to keep our eye on that. Now let's move to the hard court, the association. Big news coming out yesterday out of New Orleans. Or was it earlier today out of New Orleans? It was uh, yesterday. Yesterday out of New Orleans. Anthony Davis, it has been announced, uh, has requested a trade from the New Orleans Pelicans. So, John, you got got some destinations you really see him going? Because I really feel like it's this could be an open market. All th- the other 30, uh, 2019 teams could yeah. have a chance to acquire mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. We haven't really seen a trade of a star of this magnitude. Now, we saw Kawhi be traded in the offseason, and, you know, obviously he's one of the top players in the league. Now, but Davis is a generational talent. I think we can all agree, one that hasn't been seen in years. And so I believe that the market for him is very open. I could see him going to a ton of potential suitors. I definitely know that Los Angeles, Boston, and New York are interested, but really it's a matter of he actually has a say in wherever he goes, 
and he's only going to go to a team that Does can't contend. Does he have a certain clause? Well, more so the fact that he can t- he'll say if he's going to resign with them or not, and in two years he's going to leave, and no one's going to trade for him if they know he's going to walk in like a year. Well, we saw a team like Toronto take that risk with Kawhi. I feel like there are a ton of teams that would take that risk with the same risk with Anthony Davis. I feel like Toronto would be willing to take that risk with Davis too. I feel like Boston would be tough because they can't make the trade now unless it was a mm-hmm. Kyrie swap straight up, which ain't going to happen. Oh, no. No. Um, I can't really think of another team off the top of my head that'd be in a playoff position. Do you really think the Knicks are going to have enough to you know deal away to the Pelicans for him? I don't think the Knicks. I don't think the Knicks would be able to trade for him. I think if the Knicks were trading for him, we were talking about this earlier. Take yeah. You said Porzingis, and I, I think Porzingis is one of those untouchable players. I I I would agree with that, except when you think about uh, comparing the two, Porzingis and Anthony Davis. They're very similar players, both uh, very unique bigs who are extremely talented. The only difference versatile. is... Versatile. 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 Yeah, versatile. But the only difference is Porzingis is a little bit more of a question mark when it comes to injuries, as, as it's been shown with his ACL tear, ankle injuries throughout his like rookie year, stuff like that. Yeah. But... And the, the difference in age, I'm not really entirely sure. You want to check Porzingis' age for me? I don't, I don't think they're that far apart. I, mean, I know yeah. Anthony Davis is 25. Yes, yeah, Anthony tw- Davis is 25, and Kristaps Porzingis is 23. So Davis is very young, so I feel like take any team that takes Anthony the chance Davis to trade for him. Anthony Davis turns 26 in March. If you I trade for him... I don't see a one-for-one one trade there. No, 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 no. There's going to be at least an exchanging of picks and prospects. Well, there's not really prospects in the NBA, but... Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the Knicks would give up that first round pick, though, considering they might have, they're definitely having that first round pick. It's going to be a top three. Mm-hmm. You think they go for a top three, the Pelicans? Well, no, it's going to be a top three pick, the yeah. Knicks pick. So, a top three pick in Porzingis and maybe Kevin Knox. Idea. That is a pretty... I, I think, think if you trade Knox, Porzingis, and a first, if you're the Knicks, first. that's a terrible trade by you. And if I'm the Pelicans, I would jump at that yeah. in an instant. Oh, yeah. If, if you could find a way to get Anthony Davis in a Knicks uniform by the beginning of next season, no, no, it'd have to be before that. It'd have to be in the summer. It'd so have for to free agency. be in the offseason. Um, would you think that would uh, lower KD over to the Knicks? That's what I'm that's, thinking. Mm-hmm. But you have to have Porzingis and AD there, I think, to really get KD thinking about going to the Knicks. There's also the option that I know Zach's going to uh, be into a little bit more. If the Nets traded into, uh, for Anthony Davis, because okay, then. I love that. It's a little bit more interesting because then you could package possibly Levert, maybe. Uh, no, I don't necessarily want to get rid of Jared Allen, but really for the Anthony Davis, no one should be off the table. And then you also have cap room to sign a Kevin Durant, a Kawhi Leonard in the summer, Boogie and pair that with Davis. Instantly, you know, you're in the pot. Instantly, you're contender. I I think it's just going to be best. Offer comes along, yeah. That's, and they got to be able to pull the trigger and not hope more is going to come. That's the same thing that happened with the Bulls general manager in the whole Jimmy Butler trade. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't pull the trigger fast enough and did not get the best deal available. Same thing. I mean, uh, hindsight, it worked out the Paul George trade with Indiana. But yeah. at first, everyone's like, Oladipo yeah. and Sabonis, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Oladipo turned out to be a, a real good player. Uh-huh. And I feel like Indiana would have a real shot at him if Oladipo didn't get hurt. Oh, yeah, totally. They could have made, like, a package of some sort. Yeah. Go all in, draft picks. What do you, what do you guys think of OKC? Uh, I thought about that. 
what did I have to trade? Steven Adams? Yeah, but, yeah, but... I mean, I feel uh, like you... A trade Schroeder, centered around, Schroeder. But, like, you want... Like, if you're the Pelicans, you want, like, young players that are gonna either be your, like, core for the next couple of years, or you want, like, stars that'll help you retool. Yeah. And Steven Adams doesn't move the wheel either way. Let's let's take a look at Davis's stats so far this year. He's averaging 29.3 points per game, uh, over 50% field goal percentage. Uh, his three-point percentage is 32%, 13.3 rebounds per game, 4.4 assists, and steals 1.7 a game. And I want to point out with those stats, the last pers- uh, last time a big man has averaged those stats was uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I believe like 1979 I saw it today. And then the... Milwaukee Bucks traded him to the Lakers. Yes. Yep. So who knows? So let's talk about the what people feel are is the main, the the front runner in acquiring Anthony Davis. Yeah. The, the Los Angeles Lakers. I think it's really the biggest choice for AD because he's like. He's AD doesn't talking. get to choose this. I know, but I'm just saying if he could choose where he was gonna go, and if he waited till the off season, he'd probably want to go to the Lakers. Oh, most definitely. But he's not a free agent until 2020, so he's, he's got been, some time. He's been talking to LeBron. But the clock is now ticking on the Lakers to make this trade. They have till I believe the trade deadline to make this trade, or else there are chances of acquiring Anthony Davis at any point fall significantly. Definitely, because the last thing you want. If you're Magic Johnson, LeBron James, and the LA Lakers, and I get it, LeBron has a lot of pull with Anthony Davis, a lot. But usually nothing beats winning. Let's say it happens, we get to free agency, July 1st, and an offer comes in from Danny Ainge in Boston, and let's say it's Tatum, a first, and Marcus Smart for Anthony Davis. Or Al Horford or something for Anthony Davis. Uh, you got to believe that Jason Tatum is better than any player you're going to get from the Lakers. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I feel like you compare Ingram and Tatum. It's obvious Tatum's like the even, guy. Even Lonzo and Tatum. Yeah, it's Tatum's like pro- what like would have been Rookie of the Year in any class without Ben Simmons and Donovan yeah. Mitchell. And so obviously, if Tatum's on the table, then you wait for him. But there's also the issue of the, there's a lot of pressure to get this trade done now, and so that's what leads to I don't think saying, there's that much pressure on the Pelicans to get this trade done now. You don't think Davis think and his camp are putting not, a little bit of pressure I don't like, think get the, this done? One, I don't think the front office... Yeah, we'll get to that in a second, but I don't think there's any pressure on the Pelicans right now. I think the pressure, the date the pressure's really on is next year's free agency. Next year's free agency is the date that the Pelicans have to move Anthony Davis by. Well, yeah, but I feel like there's no scenario where he's not gone by this offseason. I have a feel the way I see it is there's no scenario where he's not gone by the start of next season. Yeah, well, you don't. I think it'll be before free agency, at least for sure. I don't think it's going to happen before the trade deadline. Really? I think he's going to finish the season as a member of the Pelicans. Now. Yeah, I uh, actually see this on ESPN now. The Pelicans said today that they won't make a deal for uh, Davis by next Thursday's deadline. So there it is. Huh. Now, if they wanted to go that route and did make a deal before the deadline, you've got to imagine the team that would put the most out there is the Lakers, right? It'd probably be at least two first-round picks, Lonzo and Ingram. 
And I feel like if they're def- desperately trying to make a run at Davis and be like, this is why you should trade him to us now, no one can be untouchable besides LeBron. No one in the young core, Lonzo, Ingram, Kuzma, Josh any of Hart. those in any order yeah, should be at yeah, least on all, the table. They're all available. So it, it, it's really up to the Pe- Pelicans now. Do they want it? Because I guarantee you the Lakers have already made an offer. Do they want to take the Lakers' offer, try to enhance the Lakers' offer a bit, or field the other 28 NBA teams come July 1st? Well, do you think that maybe they could work out something in a three-way trade? Since Lonzo doesn't want to go to the Pelicans, do you think maybe a third three-way trade would add someone else more value to them? I don't think anybody did. So what if he doesn't want to go to the Pelicans? So what? I'm saying, I mean, if the Lakers decided to add in a third team into the trade, maybe to make it but, get them. But what, what do the Lakers care that Lonzo doesn't want to be on the Pelicans? And Lonzo just said he doesn't want he wants to be at a place where there isn't an established point guard. Is there an established point guard in New Orleans? Not really. No. Like they're gonna get rid of Holiday. Yeah, Drew him. Holiday's gone after the season. And Payton's not that good. So, I, I don't think this is gonna be a three-team deal. If it's here's how it is. If it's done before the trade deadline, it's gonna be the Lakers. It is going to be the Lakers. But here's the deal. I feel like. Whenever we expect a trade, like a trade to happen, this has happened every time, like this year with the the Jimmy Butler trade, the Kawhi trade, the Paul George trade. It's never who we expect it to. There's always a team that comes and makes at least it a little bit interesting. And so I see. Yeah, but it's never mid-season. But what, like, I mean, you you did see that two years ago. Remember New Orleans when they made that all-in move? They traded for Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, which. And I mean, you couldn't have seen that going the way it did yeah. with Boogie tearing his Achilles. But. But. What I'm saying is, I think you could definitely see a case like a team like Toronto, where they're poised to make a run in the playoffs, right, in the East. Mm-hmm. They have Kawhi Leonard potentially leaving in the summer in free agency. So why not go I all in? I think if in? they go deep in the East, you won't. Why not go all in, trade Pascal Siakam, uh, Fred Van Vliet, any combination and of what, your young guys? just hope he resigns? But hope he, they both resign uh, here's the scenario. But here's the best part, because no matter what happens, right, Playoffs, it's a game of stars. The more top players you have, the better of a chance you have to advance. Yeah. And Davis and Kawhi gives them the best chance against the Warriors in the finals. Mm-hmm. Now, no matter what happens in the offseason, if Kawhi, if you guys lose and Kawhi's like, I want to go to L.A., Kawhi leaves, so what? You have Davis still on your team for one more year. You can trade him, and you still have a year on his contract, and you can at least get a decent return for him and then rebuild. And they were going to rebuild anyway if Kawhi left this offseason. Yeah. Go all in. This, this, I think this is a good trade for them. I don't know. I think, I think I'm think i a firm believer that Kawhi is going to resign as a member of the Toronto Raptors. I, I believe so, too. I'm yeah. just uh, in the event that he doesn't. I think they'll... Maybe it would uh, depend on how they do in the playoffs. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it totally depends on that. It's going to be whether or not they can... I think they'll get to the Eastern Conference Final, right? I think so, definitely. Um, and then they'll have to compete with either Boston or Philly. Yeah, or Milwaukee. You never know. Yeah, Milwaukee too. The, f- the like the second Whoever's round. Whoever's that be two seed, I think, is going to be playing them. Mm-hmm. That's the second round in the East is going to be brutal this year. Yeah, because it's going to be. It's going to be any combination. Toronto, of those Boston, four Philly, other. and Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else. I I would have put the Pacers maybe sneaking in there, but now with a little deeper, that's not happening. Yeah. So, I fully expect Kawhi to resign. I don't think Toronto is going to. Be that all in on AD, and I think if Kawhi resigns, they're gonna go a little more all in on Clay. 
You think? Yeah, Clay, Clay, Kawhi, and Lowry would be kind of nasty. That's true, but just think about that combo. You got Davis and Leonard locked up. What if you re-sign Kawhi and you can extend Davis? Davis will stay if Kawhi. I don't know, staying. but Kawhi gives you an. I mean, Davis is a great big man, probably the best in the league. Mm. Don't get me wrong, but the three-point shot is so valuable in today's game. I know, I know. I just feel like. In my opinion, like Danny Green sort of fills the same role as uh, Clay Thompson would for the Toronto team. All he does is do it more efficiently yeah. and at a better rate, I guess. I feel like you have a better combo of someone that can, you know, make the passes down low and someone that can drive to the basket. I feel like it's just as good as having a three-pointer. Exactly, yeah. Someone like that could really make an impact in the paint, like he's saying. So I, I believe the favorite right now is the Lakers, and the pressure's really on the Lakers right now to get this deal done. If it goes to the offseason, uh, I, I then put the favorite to acquire Anthony Davis. Uh, I, I say it's the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it really could be any team at that point. I think if it goes to July 1st, you only I think there's only like a 30% chance he's a Laker by trade. And then if you're the Lakers, you better hope that whatever team Anthony Davis goes to or gets traded to doesn't win the championship that year. Oh yeah, because then he'll resign, mm-hmm. and that's the last. And then LeBron's stuck with either him and Clay or him and KD. I don't think KD is going to be a Laker. Uh, I think uh, you got more of a shot of seeing Kawhi as, uh, or uh, Clay as a Laker. I don't think Kawhi is going to be a Laker. I feel like KD would either resign or go with the Knicks. Yeah, Knicks would be a very viable option for KD. Uh, even if they if the Knicks somehow do acquire Anthony Davis, that would. Sweeten the pot a little bit for KD you know, out there. I don't think KD is going to be really focused on going to win right now. Yeah, you know, it's I can see him going agent, to the Wizards. Though, his agent said his prime reason of wanting to leave is because he wants to win. What if he? he win now this this is going to sound nuts. What if he went to Cleveland and won? Who? KD. <laughs> Just to spite LeBron, KD and Zion Williamson. <laughs> How about that? Oh my gosh. It's nuts. I don't think that would ever. Win. No, it probably wouldn't. He should put a super team in South Beach. I mean, Cleveland's still going to make the finals, according to Trish, so. Cleveland now has 11 wins. No. They won tonight. No, they, they won tonight. They're doing really well, bad. They're going to win out. They finally got to double digits either last night or two nights ago. That's, they won their 11th that's game two tonight. In a, that's two in a row, baby. It's two in a row, Trish. It's not looking good. It's looking... Well, how many games are there in the they're, East? They're, there can't be that many games. The Eastern Conference they're, is they're, terrible. They're only 14th in the East. The road is there. Yeah, what's that, like four games out? The East is terrible. They're, no, they're definitely more than four games. No, they're twenty-six games out of first. Yeah, so it'd probably be like fourteen games out of a play. No, fourteen and a half games out of a playoff spot. If they win every game from here with Anthony Davis, then they can, you know, exactly. make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. trade for Anthony Davis right now. They trade for if the Cavaliers were to trade for Anthony Davis, I would say they're better than the Bulls, the Hawks, the Magic, the Wizards, the Pistons, and Hornets, if because they have Kemba. The Cavs with yeah. Anthony Davis or the Bulls with Anthony Davis? The Cavs with Anthony Davis. Uh, that like that still sucks. Do you still have Kevin Love that. in this scenario? Or? They'd basically just be the Pelicans still. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing would change. Except with less help, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind of dark horse team you maybe see acquiring uh, Anthony Davis? Maybe like a Miami Heat? Milwaukee? Milwaukee? Portland? Uh, mm. they, got, they got like some young players. Dude, who would it cost? CJ. So we'll call CJ. CJ Nurkic. Like yeah. Zach Collins. Uh, 
Maybe a Minnesota. Now they have cat. I had an interesting idea before. I don't know. Like maybe if Denver decided to make a move and like kind of do what the New Orleans did. It just like, seems like back. too big of a move. You it think? just does. Yeah. Yeah. I, like what they have is working right now, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Houston doesn't have the room. I don't think Houston has the room. It wouldn't work, no. too. I don't think... Somebody would be bitching and moaning there. I think it'd be yeah. AD for not getting enough touches. They're already starting, like, three G League players. They don't have anyone to trade. <laughs> um, What about a Charlotte? No, no way. Why not? They have nothing. Oh, they have nothing. Kemba. Can... Yeah, trade Kemba. But then they would just be the Pelicans again. We're in the same spot. Pretty much... Do we want to be a speedy creating more Pelicans in the league? What, no, what's what's Anthony Davis talking about? But want to be consistently in the playoffs? Like go to he's only he's only five and a half games out. Clippers are in eighth now. What happened? <laughs> they were what? first three weeks Davis, ago. <laughs> Davis to the Clippers? Question mark. Ooh. Oh, that'll do it. I don't think they have anything to trade though. The Clippers. No, they already traded Austin Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or let him. Can they trade Doc Rivers? Yeah, go ahead. Why not? You do it. Who's Let's... the coach of the Pelicans? Uh, Alvin Gentry. Yeah. Yeah. Trade him. Memphis should trade uh, Marcus Saul for him. Oh yeah. By the way, if if they if the Pelicans do go along with your trade, uh, like you know, Zalonzo, Ingram, Kuzma, yeah, whatever, it's just gonna be the New Orleans Pelicans. Just gonna be the Lakers from last year. Think about it. Alonzo, Ingram, Josh Hart, Randall's there. Kuzma's there. Sign Brooke Lopez, do it. Let's bring it back. Uh, nope, they traded Buddy Heels. <laughs> um, damn, the Pelicans are bad. Yeah. You know, I've even heard talk that, you know, first Chris Paul wanted out, and now Anthony Davis wants out. Does anybody ever really want to play in New Orleans, NBA-wise? No. no. I've heard the, the organization, like the franchise itself, is not very good. You know, Can't we all just shut up and move this team to Seattle already? I was going to ask, I was going to say that. I think, Making the Sonics. I think they're definitely, if any team's going to move and relocate, they have a good shot. New Orleans doesn't care about them. They're all about the no, Saints. Yeah, it's all Saints. And the owner, like, apparently that's the thing, too. Davis is, like, upset with the owner because the owner of the Saints also owns the Pelicans. He's upset that he's prioritizing the Saints over the Pelicans, so he's... Well, duh. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't yeah, you prioritize... extremely successful. Uh, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you prioritize your larger moneymaker... Well, you have the best, like one of the best players in the league. You would think you'd put some money into getting some him some help. No, 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 nope. Football is more important than basketball. More money in football than there's ever in basketball. I know, but owner. like if you're if you're a billionaire, you can go anywhere just put the money and say in. who dat. And they know what you're talking about. Exactly, who dat nation. If you're a billionaire, you should have the money to do it. In Louisiana, he's wasting all his money partying in Mardi Gras rather than making the Pelicans. A they contender. should move the Pelicans to Seattle. And then whatever team moves to Seattle, I make them the immediate front runner to get uh, Kevin Durant. Pelicans' uh, average attendance for last year, uh, last year's season was sixteen thousand. That's that's pretty bad, right? Is that good? Yeah. No, I don't oh, think that's bad. What like an, most NBA stands fit with like seventeen, eighteen thousand people? I feel like it's more than that. No? I feel like it's more because it's like uh, let me let me see let me see what the uh, where do they play in uh, New Orleans? The Smoothie King Arena. That's such a horrible name. Yeah, I know. It's real it's bad. bad as the full games. Here we go. Average NBA attendance. So, yeah, I'm looking at this year. year. They're 25th. They have they, 15,000 is their average attendance. 
Last in the league is the Nets with 14,000. That's they have a really small arena there in Brooklyn. Yeah, they don't have it. And highest is the Sixers at 20,000. The Bulls are second. The Bulls are shit. The Bulls. They've always had a loyal fan base. 19. Always. Wait, 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 wait. The Bulls are pretty loyal, man. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, but always. I think I can key in where Bulls fans became really loyal. When? Uh, What was the date they drafted Jordan? (laughs) How long were they a team for beforehand? I have no idea. idea. I have no, I have no knowledge of the history of the Bulls before Michael Jordan. Are they like an original NBA team? You know, or? Dude, I don't know. The team was founded in 1966. Oh, okay. And Jordan wasn't drafted in the 66. Yeah, that's for sure. He was like 83, I think. Was it that early? Yeah, definitely. I didn't think it was 83. 84. 84. And to make these teams feel bad, uh, he was the third overall pick. The Houston Rockets drafted Hakeem Olajuwon, and the Portland Trailblazers drafted Sam Bowie. And then third, the Chicago Bulls drafted Michael Jordan. So, Bulls fans became real loyal loyal on June 19th, 1984. That's yeah, what happened. That's pretty accurate. I feel like it could have happened a little after that because they didn't know what No, no, no. Air Jordan, Air Jordan was enough from what he did in North Carolina. He was enough of a draw to get yeah, Bulls his, fans to be real. He wasn't Air Jordan yet. You know Jordan's real. No, he, he had Air Jordan coming out of college. Did he? Th- his nickname was yeah. Air Jordan coming out of college. Oh. Yeah, he had that. His he hooked up with Nike right away. Yeah, when, yeah. Did, yeah. when did he do that whole flying man thing? The, the dunk contest, you mean? Yeah. Like the. What, what he took off from the foul line? Yeah, from the yeah. free throw line, yeah. Cause that's, I feel like that's when he really earned his I want to say that's like 80-something dunk contest. 86? 86 dunk contest. That whole uh, that whole thing is on his shoe. Like on every shoe Jordan's ever made, that's what's on mm-hmm. it. Well, that's the logo. 87. Now, Jordan immediately when he came in the league, like he was putting up 2K numbers, like 28 points a game. I think he won yeah, rookie the, fir- of the, the year. First he, was at, he got MVP votes in his first year. First Air, jo- Air Jordan was introduced November 17th, 1984. That's ridiculous. That was five months after he was drafted. That's and nuts. When did they make that? I guess the logo came after that dunk contest. Uh, I'm guessing the Jumpman mm-hmm. logo. I can't imagine imagine the logo came before yeah. he actually did it. Imagine Michael Jordan doing the Jumpman pose came in a photo shoot for Life magazine leading up to the 1984 Olympics. Oh, really? Okay, really? That's funny. So the logo came before the actual dunk in the. Yeah, well, he doesn't have his legs spread in the dunk contest when he jumps from the foul it's just, line. He has true. the arm outstretched. He has his yeah. arms out and his legs are like hanging behind him. That's, That's true. still such an impressive He's nuts, dunk. man. That, that They're making crazy. the. Uh, you see those like high school kids that are doing oh, yeah. that dunk now? Yeah, Zion can do it. That's Zion ridiculous. can do it in high school. Yeah, Zion can do it in middle school. It's stupid. Yeah, I know. LeBron never won a dunk contest. Yeah, LeBron. How about that? Kobe won a dunk contest. Yeah, man. Uh, Blake Griffin won a dunk contest. Where are you at, LeBron? How do you respond? Yeah. I want to see 34-year-old LeBron at the dunk contest. He'd win. He would, probably. Vince Carter Carter wanted to do the dunk contest last year. The NBA said no. Yeah, let's talk about the three-point contest this year. Who's in it? It's exciting this year. It's You got uh, both Currys, Steph Curry and Steph. Ooh, I want Seth to win. Right? What are the odds on Seth? I'm putting money on Seth Curry to win the three-point contest. Good good for you. I don't think you should do that. I don't think he's going to win. Why not? Because Steph Curry's better. Is he? They're just as good as shooters. I want to look up everyone. It's who's just in Seth there. Curry's been on a lot worse teams. Been on the Cavs. <laughs> like 
Sacramento's bad. Wait, is Seth, where's Seth Curry? He's on the uh, the Blazers, man. He's on the Blazers. He's yeah. been everywhere. I feel like. He's good for them though. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Line up for that three-point contest though. It's the two Currys. Buddy Heald, Dame Lillard, and Dirk Nowitzki in his 20th oh, Dirk, year. baby. In his 20th year. He's going to be, like, limping between each, you know, uh, He's who rack, I'm but... For. I'm surprised he's even, uh, in the three-point contest. He's who I'm rooting for. One and a half, three. No, fuck rooting for Seth Curry. I'm rooting for Dirk. Right? Dunk contest. Yeah. Yeah. Dunk contest looks pretty good, too. Yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. coming back again. Who's John in... Collins. Wait, wait, what are you talking about right now? D uh, the dunk contest. Yeah, that's what I was using that. Yeah, Dennis Smith Jr., uh, John Collins. Um, trying to... I heard, like, there was a, a joke. Ben Simmons said he was going to do it, but then he's like, nah, I was kidding. I wouldn't do that. Why? I don't know. He should do it. That'd be cool, but... Well, we hear it too many men are uh, petitioning for Vince Carter to be in the dunk contest this, this year. I think he should. He should be. He's the greatest dunker of all time. I was listening to his podcast. He does with like a uh, Kane Basemore on the Ringer. Yeah, yeah. And he said he he thought about it, but he doesn't want to taint the legacy of the 03, whatever one. Two thousand. Whatever. Yeah, the two thousand dunk contest. Whatever the iconic Vince Carter dunk. I don't think it would taint the legacy. I think it would be a good send off for him if he retires this season. Is he retiring this year? He might. He has not committed to retiring. I would not. He should come back. He should, why not? He, okay. he, I think I want him to retire a warrior and get a ring, but I don't know. He said he doesn't care about rings. I want him to get a ring, though. Well, he had his chance when he went to back-to-back -back championships with the Nets. But Shaq and Shaq and uh, uh, Tim Duncan got in his way. That's what'll happen. Uh, so let's make the move from the NBA to... The big game this week, Super Bowl 53 from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I think 6 o'clock on CBS. 6 6.30. 6.30. 6.30 is kickoff. 6 o'clock is when all the fun starts. Yeah. So we got the AFC champion, New England Patriots, versus the NFC the champion. Rams. <laughs> Rams. <laughs> Los Angeles Rams. And let's talk about Super Bowl week. We got to go big or go home. So let's talk about quarterbacks. Oh, Let's compare God. Jared Goff to Tom Brady. Tom Brady's better. Right. First, the age gap. It's huge. Tom Brady's still better. Tom Brady is 41. 41, yes. And Jared Goff is 24? Just, just yeah. for reference, Tom Brady is a year younger than my parents. Okay. <laughs> so Tom Brady is 41, and Jared Goff is 24. How about that? We're doing good stuff here. So... I gotta give the advantage to Tom Brady just on uh, just, just on experience. It's, it's Tom Brady. I don't know. He's been. I feel there. like that can go either way because you look at Peyton towards the end of his career and he's kind of sucked right at the end. I saw yeah, Spence he got injured. Today, Peyton. Actually, that the Patriots and Tom, uh, Bill Belichick are seventeen and zero against quarterbacks that are less than twenty five years old. <laughs> oh my <Ooh>. god! <laughs> like, I love how you can have a team where those are their stats, like. Just you name any yeah, random weird little fact, and they're just like, oh, yeah, we're like 18-0 and against that. Like, what? What? So, uh, you know, Jared Goff might, you know, have to have a little bit of a... Miracle? A little Eli Manning magic in him. 
I don't know. I feel like yeah, Brady. wasn't 20. We all know Brady. He's 27. Brady's yeah, exactly. kryptonite is. The biggest factor of beating the Patriots is late game rushing out to Tom Brady. Most of the times if you can get to Tom Brady with four guys, you can win the game. Exactly. Nobody can seem to do it. But Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald isn't nobody. I guess that's the question, isn't it, Tony? It's definitely going to be a challenge, but the Patriots have not let up a sack. Well, uh, actually, I don't think they've let up a sack ever in the playoffs. That's that. Nope. Zach, yes. that's that's not true. In the playoffs? I, in the pl- ever in the playoffs? No, no, no. Well, this, playoffs, this playoffs. Oh, this playoffs. Yes. Yeah, they haven't this playoffs. Uh, Tom Brady's actually only been knocked down three times. Yeah, but he's always gotten the ball out. Well, yeah. He's only been knocked down three he's times. He's barely been pressured at all. I get that, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the offensive line's actually good. That's just how he is. Season, this season, he's better on turf by, like, over 1,000 or over 1,500 yards. Dude, what, a, what a strange stat that is. Really? On I'm, turf? I'm telling you, man, it's... But they played more games on turf. What's what's yeah, the Atlanta field like? Of course. Like? Is that on turf? It's turf. It's in a state. It's in a it's in a dome yeah, state. Oh, okay. But you should no. you should look up uh, his stats from the dome and just see how many games he's won in the dome because I bet you it's a lot. Ah. <laughs> uh, and it really? I don't know if it's that much. Yeah, I'm sure it's more than any other quarterback just because of how just, long he's played. It. That and also just he's good. I feel it's like just almost... weird. Like he has those weird stats where you're like, yeah, like like uh, two weeks ago when he played against uh, KC, it was like, oh, he's going to play in the cold. Oh well, you know, he's like seventeen and three in the cold. I feel like, like it's, it's at... just he he has weird stats that are just he's always good wherever he's playing. It's at the, it's like at the point where he's been playing for so long and been good for so long that he has like a winning record for like every team. I'm pretty sure everything. I think, everything I think else. the I think it, I saw something weird. Tom Brady's played the Rams like six times. Mm-hmm. All six times have been in different stadiums. Really? That's, oh, wow. Wow. They played in London. Yep. They played in the Super Bowl. Okay. That was in, I don't, I'm not sure what it was. That was like Tampa o- Bay. Yeah, like 03. They're playing in Atlanta this year. Mm-hmm. They played in this Foxborough Stadium, mm-hmm. Gillette Stadium. They played in the old Foxborough Stadium. Mm-hmm. And they played at the St. Louis Rams Dome. Edward Jones don't. Have they played in LA yet? They have not played at the Coliseum yet. Ooh. Odds are Tom Brady won't play at the Coliseum. Unless they do a rematch for the schedule this year. That's not how it, the schedule get. Schedule is set. It's already set. Year. Okay. It's set every year. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not sure who the Patriots' opponents are in 2019. I hope they play each other. That'd be cool. But. Patriots opponents in 2019, they do... No, they play the NFC East this year. They don't play the NFC West. No. So they won't be at the Coliseum, unfortunately. So, But Damn. who knows? They might get to the... They might. Listen, Brady, Tom Brady might play another 10 as, years yeah, screaming, we're Brady still here. Keeps going to the damn Super Bowl. He's going to keep Okay, playing. yeah. 2020, they play at the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. So there it is. He's got to make so it to the seventh matchup against the Rams in the seventh different stadium. He's got to stay in the league. Dude. It is in L.A., that game? Yeah. Well, Brady's going to be in the league another four years. I yeah, guess. he says he's playing until 45. Yeah. Let's hope not, though. It's got to be nice to be able to just be like, yeah, I'm going to play until this age and then I'm going to retire. I mean, he, doesn't he says he wants to play until at yeah. least he's 45. I know. That does not mean retiring out of 45. Don't be what? surprised if he's wheeled out there Why at age can't... 50 throwing a football around. If he feels good enough to play, I feel like he's He just wants to play older than what Favre played. Why yeah, can't how old was Favre when he 44? 43? Okay. 
Why can't he just roll Favre over and old, die already? But, like, the difference between Favre and Brady, Brady you don't see it on his face. Favre looked beaten and battered. Because he was. Favre couldn't move Favre at the end of his career. Favre took a lot of hits. <laughs> Favre legit couldn't move oh, at the end Favre of his career. Favre stopped when he was 40. Yeah, so no, 41. Who was the oldest quarterback ever? Oh, I think uh, Marino four. played really old. I think he was, like, four, Brady's I age th- now. I thought he retired at 38. Marino? Marino. I could have sworn he got to 40 at Here least. Here we go. The Steve, DeBer- Steve DeBerg. Yeah. How old is he? He uh, played when he was 44. So that's why Brady was in reti- He was in retirement for five years. Oh, that's cheating. Came out and played for the Falcons in 98. That's cheating. Like he started that. his career in 1977 as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. That is so cheating. Okay, look up Marino real quick because I know he didn't like take any gaps like that. I know no, he just retired. He and this quarterback also was not very good. He was a career backup. Yes, yeah, so that's, that's cheating. That's not cheating. He's still playing. That's uh, cheating. It's not cheating. Uh, He's a cheater. Dan Marino played till 1999. That was 20 years ago. He played till he was 37. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, damn. 37, 38. Because he turned 38 halfway through that season. But he was washed by the end of that. I saw like a video. He had the worst like last game. Dude, ever. he could have kept playing. It didn't matter. Dolphins would have keep giving him money. Oh yeah, they would have kept giving him money, but it's good they didn't. <laughs> so we're giving the advantage to Brady here, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. He's just just proven in the play. Longevity and so history. Proven in the Super Bowl. So, you know, bet the house on the Rams. Yep. Uh, I mean, we're probably going to bet on the Rams, to be honest here. Honestly. But just cause I still don't know who I'm picking. Dogs. I still have no idea who I'm picking. But it's, listen, you got to give it to Tom Brady and the Patriots just because they've been here before. They're still here. They've been here so many times. They're still here. They know what they're doing. I they're think, still here. I think the ball yeah, don't lie. I feel like he doesn't get, uh, not scared, but he doesn't get nervous anymore. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's been nervous since his third Super Bowl. I don't think I don't think Bill Belichick's been nervous since Super Bowl twenty five when he was defense coordinator for the Giants. I don't think Bill Belichick's ever been nervous. No, he was nervous since Super Bowl twenty one. I don't think Bill Belichick's ever felt any emotion ever in his life. Well, that's not true. Yes, it is. He's felt something. You ever seen them carrying Bill Belichick off the Giants players carrying Bill Belichick off the field? <laughs> no. After Super Bowl twenty one. What was he pissed? No. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Dude. he was a coach for the Giants. Yeah. That's my bad. Him and Brady high fived last week, and they said like, "I love you, man," to each other. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Real emotional. And then, and then Bill Belichick started that chant at the Super Bowl parade two years ago. Really? Yeah. No days off. Oh man. Yeah, it wasn't good. (laughs) Very bad at leaving chants. What do you think life's like at the Brady household? Do you think Belichick comes over and he's like, No, I don't think Belichick and Brady talk outside the game. Really? Really? I feel like they're best. I think there's a huge rift between Belichick and Brady. Why? Why? Because Brady told Belichick trade Garoppolo. That was Belichick's baby, Jimmy Garoppolo. So really? and Brady told the owner trade Garoppolo. Yeah. Brady didn't tell Belichick. Brady told the owner trade Garoppolo. I understand that, but still, that's your golden boy. You gotta make Tommy. Happy. I think Bill Belichick believes he could have replaced him with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I, yeah, you could have. Like Belichick yeah. wouldn't have to retire if he had Garoppolo still there when Brady was. I think he would have been only Belichick's coached. Gonna need years. to retire. <laughs> no, he's only gonna coach one or two more years after Brady's gone, and then he's gonna give it over to. McDaniels. He's going to retire once Brady's gone now because he doesn't have anything to say for. Crazy thing, isn't Bill Belichick yeah. still kind of young? Yeah. No. Like how old is Belichick? How old do you think Bill Belichick is? I don't know. He was the Giants defense coordinator in 1986. Oh, so older than I thought. He's in the 70s, right? Remember how old Tom Coughlin was? Yeah. Older. Okay, they were on the same coaching staff for the New York Giants in 1986, that. and I think Bill Belichick was older. Really? He's 66 years old. He's 66. 
Okay. Tom Coughlin might have been older. Tom Coughlin's like 90. Tom Coughlin's not 90. <laughs> no, he's not. He's he not. Looks like he's 90. He is not. Tom Coughlin's 72. Tom Coughlin looks like he's dying a slow, painful death. I don't know if you guys did this, but uh, the last time the Patriots were in the Super Bowl against Rams, Sony Michelle was six years old. And Sean, <laughs> Sean McVay was the player of the year in, like, Georgia or something. He beat out Calvin Johnson as high school player yeah, of the year. I saw that. I saw it was a college picture. That was funny. That was high school. Yeah. That one college. You oh, guys, was Yeah. You guys saw it's, like, a little reunion of sorts for Gurley and uh, Sony Michelle. They, like, were both on the same college team a few years back. Where did Todd Gurley play? It was Georgia, I think. Right, Georgia together? Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. But, yeah, so... They used to be friends, so they're like talking shit to each other in the media. It's funny. You think Todd Gurley's gonna get more? Uh... He has to if they yeah. want to Did you see the game. Barstool president got kicked out of media day? Yeah. Oh, wait. No, it wasn't the president. It was uh, one of their bloggers. Yeah. Uh, part of my take uh, vlogger. Yeah, that was funny. That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the interview that got us kicked out. And and they. Uh, well, you know why they were kicked out, right? Because no, like... they didn't they didn't have media credentials. Oh, they did. No. No, they revoked their media credentials last year. That's, yeah, so they brought fake ones. That's hilarious. How do they do that? How do you just fake media credentials and just get in? That's amazing. And I guarantee they're going to do it next year. Probably. Without a doubt. With someone different. I don't get why. What do you mean why? Why, why the NFL took their no, credentials I don't get away? Why, why they, they keep back. crashing media why day? Why they keep crashing media day? That's down. funny. They don't want you there. Don't go back. Why? You don't fuck with the NFL, that's why. What? What do you mean what? Get out of here. What's Roger Goodell going to do to you, huh? Well, exactly. they, they were already given, been given one criminal warning for this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I bet you <laughs> the Barstool president has no problem going to jail for the, It wasn't the Barstool day. president. I know, but I bet you his people don't care either. Uh, what, uh, what, we've talked about quarterbacks. We've given the edge to Brady, I think, three times now. I think yeah. you can talk about defense and still get the edge of the Patriots. Ooh. Nah. Whoa, whoa. Holy in, the, in the Super Bowl? D defensive backs, I give it to LA. I don't know. We haven't we haven't seen the Rams in the Super Bowl since like 03, and they lost. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's a different team back then anyway. There's a different team for the Patriots back then anyway. I know, but you saw this defense two years ago win a Super Bowl. This is a different defense. It was though. very. I saw the Rams defense last week basically shut down New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. but they also had a bunch and of. And New shit Orleans that is a better offense than New England. New England. Yeah, but if you try that shit that they were doing against New Orleans in the Super Bowl, it's not going to get missed, especially now. Like a lot of the shit that got missed in that game. I want to see oh, what I like that. No. There's not going to be a single missed call. The stupidest shit's going to be called in this game. Yeah. The littlest... Nothing is going to change. You don't think so? No. Why not? Because why would they? What do you mean, why would they? Because if they start changing stuff, it gives the, the NFL a worse look than they already have. No, I'm just like, saying the NFL is going to go up to their refs and say... If you... I think they're, gonna not gonna, they're not going to let as much go as they usually they're not gonna... It's going to be the same as every Super Bowl. They're going to let more go than usual. Them changing it now makes them look worse. Yeah. No, but they already find after not, the team. After they find the player. Oh, I'm sorry, the player. They've already. They, they're not going to come out with a statement. They're not going to tell the refs to change anything. They're going to say, "Coach, ref it like you would ref a normal." I'm not saying. Superman. I'm not saying they're going to come out and say it. I'm saying no, they're, they're, gonna go they're up not going to gonna tell the refs to change anything. Yes, they will. Because if they start calling more stuff, they're, they're, people are going to know it's going to give the NFL a worse look than they already have. I don't think it's going to be no. from the NFL. I think the referees themselves are going to be like, "We have to call this game fair. We 
Otherwise, we're going to get... They're going to let him play down the sideline like they always do. Nothing's going to change. It's going to be the same calling-wise as every Super Bowl. I don't think so. It's not going to be any finer if anything be, be looser. No. You can't. Not after not after two weeks ago. Not after what we saw, the most blatant missed call in the history of missed calls. Especially with that much on the line, where this would definitely be a Saints-Patriots Super Bowl if they hadn't missed that call. Well, you know... You can't let that kind of question be put up in a Super Bowl setting. Well... It's happened before. It'll happen again. Apparently, uh, one of the refs thought the ball was tipped. The ball was 10 feet away from both players. No, 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 no. Not tipped by the players. What, tipped by one of the linemen? Tipped to the defensive line. There is one camera angle that the ref would have saw. The head referee said it was tipped. But... From that ref on the sideline that didn't throw a flag... Doesn't matter. He can't see that that ball was tipped. Doesn't, no, the ref's not looking at the defensive line. I'm not saying the defense. I'm saying he's watching he, the guy get wrecked. No, if the ball's tipped to the line, there's no pass interference. Yes, but he didn't see the ball get tipped to the line. That's but the head, point. if the head referee said the ball was tipped to the line... Yes, but he didn't. He said the ball was tipped to the line. Yes, after. Not That's why there that was play. no call. Not yeah. on that play. That's not, why there was no call on that play. Not the while the play the was going on. He no. didn't call that right when the play went on. He looked at the other ref, went over to him, and he must have said the ball was tipped. That's why there was no flag. No. The ball was not tipped. There is. We have the camera angle that shows the ball was not tipped. Right. There was no ref that would have seen that same angle. No, I understand, but the guy sitting on the line before anything else didn't call a penalty. But it doesn't. It doesn't matter if the head judge said it was tipped. The judge, the head, if the head judge is going like this and the other ref sees it, he's not throwing a flag. Yes, but he wasn't. That's my point. Do you have an angle of the head judge doing that? I'm sure there is. Because the head judge says he was doing it. The head judge says he told the other rep it was tipped. No, it wasn't. Well, even if it doesn't matter, they're not going to change anything. It's going to be the same way with the Super. They're going to change it. No, they shouldn't. Zach, I think it would be worse for the league if they changed it. Zach, I think we're getting a little bit off topic when it comes to the refing. When we should be really talking about so. how the teams actually match up. Against each other. But the refs do suck, obviously, but... They missed a lot of calls last week. They did. They missed that call on the Rams, too. They missed that, they missed that face mask call. I just feel like there's a bunch of hubbub about it, and everything that's been said about it has been said. And so, like, when it comes to next week, I feel like the thing that should be asked is, how is New England's running game going to hold up against uh, the Rams? They're still going to be able to get the chances to run the ball. I yeah. think it'll be just fine. They're, they're, they're very good at mixing it up with, uh, you know, like uh, getting in the gun and then also... But uh, Aaron Donald's enough of a force to blow that up. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Aaron Donald, Dominic and Sue, and Dante Fowler. That's enough. Do and you think that they would lean more towards the passing offense the, uh, this coming week? I think... The, I, feel like, I feel like Belichick would love... I think either way they lean, it's going to be painful. And the Rams' defense has the chance to put a stranglehold on them. I, I mean, it's... if their defense, if the Patriots' defense keep them in it through, you know, say the second quarter, it's still 0-0 zero, 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 or close to 7-7 seven, seven game, Not you know, maybe the defense will tire out early. No. There's enough There's enough depth on that Rams' defense that they, they have the ability to shut down Tom Brady completely. I think... Oh, they definitely do. They have the ability to do it, but will Belichick's been coming out in these games and just you know, confusing the shit out of all opposing defenses and offenses. Yeah, but... That's what Bill Belichick is good for. But he couldn't do it to Wade Phillips. Well, we don't know if he's able to do it to Wade Phillips. I mean, hell, he wasn't able to do it to Steve Spagnuolo or Perry Fuel. Hmm. I feel like every year there's always this doubt in the Patriots, and I think every year they always... And why, why are we acting like this is Belichick's offense? 
Yeah, it's sure. <coughs> it's yeah, but big. he's the head coach. So everything falls on him. The everything offense, falls the on him, but it's not as off. All the credit goes to him is what we Also, mean. Bill Belichick's a defensive coach. I understand that. I'm just saying. Like, so, Tom Brady's known so as his if, kid. If the offense li- lights up the Rams, don't give credit to Bill Belichick. Everyone's going to anyway. Give, give credit to Josh McDaniels. Yeah. But everyone's going to give it to Belichick anyway. Because it's his team. Ultimately, it's his team. Every every decision is ultimately his. Mm, no. Yeah. He's not calling every play. No, he's not calling every play. He's not he, calling any play. If he feels a play needs to be called, he can do it. He'll. So, no. But Bill Belichick. But yes, Tom Brady could also. But McDaniel's call an has told Belichick point. no in the past. I'm not calling that. I. Oh yeah, he's done that. Yeah. I think what really makes this upcoming game interesting is. We already just talked about the the Pats running game and what that could be, what what that might be like. But when you think about the Rams, how's Todd Gurley and uh, C.J. Anderson? That's his name. How are they going to hold up against uh, the Pats D? Because we always see the Pats in every Super Bowl. And most of their teams, their defense is there. I wouldn't say like effective in stopping like yardage. They're the definition of like bend, but they don't break. Mm. And so you're gonna see play action is gonna be a huge key in this game. Mm-hmm. I think you're gonna see uh, the Rams marching up the field, but you're gonna hopefully get some defensive stops from the Pats and like the clutch moments near the end. Expect a lot of screen passes from mm-hmm. the Rams. You think we see a Philly special? No. From no. Any of those teams? Expect a lot of quarterback draws from the Rams. Oh, uh, halfback draws from the Rams out of mm-hmm. the shotgun. You think? Uh, what do you think is going to be the key to victory for the Rams if they can uh, pull up and up, pull off an upset? The running game or the? It's pass? just it's just going to be Todd Gurley keeping his cool and not making any mistakes. You think it's Gurley? No, it, uh, I, I, I meant Jared Goff. It's Jared Goff keeping his cool and not making any mistakes. Um, I have faith I, in. I have faith in Jared Goff doing that because of how he played in St. Louis or, or not St. Louis, sorry, uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans he played well. That was yeah. that was crazy to see him. And it's not gonna be head. it's gonna be nearly the same atmosphere in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's gonna be. Uh, I, I don't think it's gonna be much quieter, but it's gonna be quieter. Yeah, these have half the but stadium quiet. That also depends on how many Patriots. I mean, Patriots fans travel. They always go to the Super Bowl a lot. Yeah. So it's gonna be very hard to compete with you know at least fan wise to compete with the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, Todd Gurley, uh, Jared Goff has the potential to do something. Insanely special. Uh, something we've only seen Eli Manning and Nick Foles do. And uh, take down the juggernaut that is the New England Patriots. But uh, whether or not they do it, I don't know. Don't be surprised if this is like last Super Bowl and insanely high scoring. Don't be surprised if it's like Super Bowl 42, 17-14. Mm-hmm. In which... Tom Brady, in an interview prior to that, scoffed at a reporter after the reporter said, what if he only scored 17 points? And then yeah. he scored 14. So if, 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 if all this is going to fall on the Rams' defense, whether or not they can hold up. And I think they can. I think Aaron Donald is enough of a presence, and I think if the Rams win the Super Bowl, Aaron Donald will be the MVP. Yeah, him, Goff, or Gurley, it's any of those uh, It's going to be Donald. It's got it. it, it you think? If, Donald, if the Rams win the Super Bowl, it's because of Aaron Donald, and he's the MVP. I could see. I don't think it would. I think it would go to Goff, depending on how he plays in the game. They always like to give the MVP. They always do like to give it to the quarterback. Uh, no more obvious than when Malcolm Butler had the interception and Tom Brady still won MVP. Mm. Uh, but I, I think Aaron Donald has to have the game of his life for 
the Rams have a shot here, and I think he will. Aaron Donald's not one to shy away in a situation like this. Ndamukong Sue's been waiting his whole career for this. Same with Dante Fowler, and uh, Aqib Tlaib wants another shot, and Marcus Peters wants a shot, and Brockers. That whole defense is just hungry, and Wade Phillips has them riled up. So You saw the guy who, like the infamous guy who, uh, Robbie Coleman, who did the no-call last week. You heard what he said about the Patriots this uh, he called he called Tom Brady old. Yeah, he called him and then, old. But he stepped back on his – he said uh, his age has really taken an effect on him. And then earlier, I think it was yesterday, the first day of media day, he said uh, he really went – took a few steps back there. Yeah, like because he realized he was in the wrong. You can't really be going out yeah. and talking, giving the Patriots Any fuel. More, you don't want to add yeah. fuel to the fire. I feel exactly. like no matter how many times we win the Super Bowl, every time we go back, you want to win it again. Like yeah. with the Patriots, well, yeah. like a lot of these. That doesn't mean you can't add more motivation. Like no, no. If Brady wins, this is more of a reason that he, like nobody will ever get to this point. Probably. Yeah. Say he wins two, three more, two more votes. Probably, you'll probably never see this again. You'll never see anyone get to that kind of numbers again. Probably. Plus, even now, honestly, but I can see me possibly now with, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes could probably go. Hey, let me tell you, if the. If the Rams win the Super Bowl, McVay and Goff could turn into the next Brady and Belichick. I could see that too. Yeah, they, that's quite the you know, system. That'd be, that'd be pretty, pretty crazy how uh, Brady Belichick uh, started against beating the Rams. And then now if, if, if this, this could be the full circle. Yeah, it could come full circle and have the Rams start a dynasty on the When's the last time someone's lost back to back Super Bowls? That's what I would want to know. Lost back to back Super Bowls. Is it that Bills team that I lost four like in a row? Somebody's done it since. Yeah, the Bills did in like, what the seventies. They, no, they the lost 90s, four in a row 90s. in the nineties. Four in a row, they lost to the Giants, Redskins, and Cowboys twice. <laughs> That's sad. Back to back. Because uh, you haven't seen it in a while, really. Not really. You, you, haven't, you, you don't see losing back to back championships. Any sport, you yeah. really don't see it, uh, except for the Cavs. Uh, making, yeah. making it to back to back is hard enough. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I I think the MLB. I think it was the either the Rays. I think it was the Rangers. The Rangers lost back to back World Series. The Dodgers uh, lost two in a row. Did they not? Or did they, did they win the year before that? I don't think they did. They go the year before that. Yeah, they've been two years in a row. Have they? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they played the yeah. Well, yeah, they they were playing the Astros. Year one, oh like, yeah, okay. They lost to the Astros and they lost to the Sox All right, so, last yeah, year. So that, there's two in a row. Okay. Uh, hockey, nobody's lost two in a row in a while. I, I could have sworn I thought the Penguins lost the two Penguins in a row. Penguins won two in they a row. They won two in yeah. a row. Uh, yeah, the Dodgers. The Dodgers did lose two in a row. One in Game Seven. I guess the Cavs. And the NFL was the last time. Was yeah, the Cavs. Yeah, was it Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah, there was a. <laughs> this is strange. There was a four-year period where the losers were Denver, New England, Denver, New England, New England. Yeah, that's yeah. what I got that right now. Yeah, that's what I got. Uh, hmm. wait. So had the, the Pats did go back to back though for Super Bowls in the two thousands, right? They did it. Uh, they what, did. Winning they went back to back. They went back to back once, right? Yeah. Yeah, Super Bowl thirty-eight and Super Bowl thirty-nine. Okay, so they if they if they lose, I'm not saying they're gonna lose because I, I'm like picking them. I think they're gonna win, 
But if they lose, then they'll be the first team to win two Super Bowls back-to-back and also lose two back-to-back, which is insane. Mm, no, wait, that I can't confirm. No, the Patriots are on their third Super Bowl back-to-back, right? No, no, or but th- winning, you know, like back-to-back. This is their third straight, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So they wouldn't have won two and then lost yeah. two back-to-back. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like in the in the 2000s, I'm saying they won two. Oh, they won back. two in a row. Yes, I'm and saying then as, they a lost team, two in a row. as a team, as a team, as a franchise at whole. As a franchise at whole, to win two Super Bowls and then also later to lose two Super Bowls I in a row. I don't know if that's right. That seems insane. Because Minnesota, Minnesota lost. Yeah, Minnesota hasn't won. Minnesota lost two in a row in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami <clears throat> lost that one. Cowboys almost did it. Oh, Minnesota lost a lot of Super Bowls in the 70s. Basically, what you got to remember is Tom Brady is one of five quarterbacks that have been in the Super Bowl since 2000 from the AFC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he makes up like nine <laughs> of those. Yeah, it, it's odds are you won't see anything like this ever again. <laughs> like, he's been there a lot, and he knows what he's doing. And I feel like at this point to him... Going out there and playing is just like playing any other I'll game. tell you, McVeigh and Goff got the perfect age set up for it, though. McVeigh's, what, 33? Goff's 24? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a rain over there. Because that offense is so deadly with uh, McVeigh at the helm. Yeah. How long has Brady been in the league? Uh, well, 19 years. This is his 19th season. Yeah, okay, drafted so, in 2000. So he got in 2000. Then. Yeah. That's a 199th pick in the NFL draft. Pretty good stint in the league. Yeah, it's up there. Uh, He'll go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he should. Should. John. Maybe. Probably first ballot, not 100 sure. First. He'll be unanimously put it right in. Debatable first ballot Hall of Fame. Maybe second. Maybe maybe second. I don't don't know if you could even. (laughs) John. You have to give Belichick the first team. Let's say somehow it came out and he was using performance enhancing drugs. (laughs) I believe it. On the Patriots, do everything else they can do to yeah. win. I feel like if that came out, everyone would be like, "Oh, no, I thought no, I thought no, it was no. Belichick's system, though." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get more in depth on the Super Bowl on, on Thursday. Um, Colton Saucerman picked the Patriots. I talked to him earlier in the week. Oh, he's picking yeah. the Pats. Good for Thanks. him. So we're gonna keep track of what everybody's picking. Uh, we'll do our picks Thursday, and. That's going to wrap up the episode. We're going to end every episode like we do with some hot takes. Uh, anybody got one? I do. Okay, Zach, what do you got? Tom Brady is currently third in passing touchdowns in the Super Bowl. I think he passes Drew Brees because he's only down by three touchdowns uh, to Drew Brees in this lineup. Uh, I think he'll get Wait, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. How whoa. far out of first Whoa, is whoa, whoa. What? Just in the Super Bowl? Yes. That's not right. Drew Brees has played in one Super Bowl. Oh, and I thought, oh, this is just passing. Never mind. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Tom Brady has the most touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Oh, that, that would, that yeah, I know. Didn't he pass Joe Montana? I thought he in passed, wins and Super Bowl touchdowns. I thought he passed Joe Montana in 51 in touchdowns or 51 in wins, 52 in touchdowns. Something like I he's gonna be in the Super Bowl next year, right? Who? Tom Brady. Probably. Why does any of this matter? None of this matters. They're going next year. No, but he can Cancel still... next regular season to send the Pats. Only play NFC games. Yes, yes. Tom Brady scores three touchdowns in the first half. Okay. Wow. Damn. Okay. In Jared the first should... half. Zach, do you remember when they played the Falcons and they didn't score? They scored what? One three points. Three points. Yeah, yeah, one field goal in the first half? Yep, I think they break that. They haven't had a very good record in the first half at all. No, they, they do. They do bad in the first half. And then 
Belichick looks at Brady and goes, okay, stop playing around. Well, they did good last year in the first half. Yeah. That, that game Tom Brady just, had the best game by a quarterback in that the game Super was just ever fun. last year. That game was just fun to watch. He threw for over 500 yards. Yeah. It was the defense that let him down. Him and Nick Foles went crazy. Yeah, well, that was it. Like It was a duel. It was a cool battle between the quarterbacks. Like That was just all offense last year. Trish, you got a hot You take? can see that happening again. Yeah, I think the scoring is going to be out of hand. Out of, out of hand. Just completely ridiculous. I think defense is good and whatever, but I think the Rams and the Pats are just going to put up stupid points. John, you got something? Yeah. I'm going to like pivot a little bit back to the NBA. I'm going to say I think it's very likely that we see Anthony Davis in a Raptor uniform by the trade deadline. Wow. I, my hot take was going to be Anthony Davis does not get traded by the trade deadline. Oh, wow. So we have conflicting. I feel like your take's cold. I feel like most people expect him to not be traded. What, you want a hotter take? I feel like, no, I feel like everyone expects him to not be traded. You know traded. what, John? Fine. Aaron Donald's going to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Let's go. Okay, nice. I can see that happening. No, okay. not really, but. How much is the bet this year that any uh, player other than a quarterback throws a touchdown? I'm sure as much as it was last year. How much was it last? Wasn't it like stupid last year? It was year? like plus 6,500. Yeah. Oh, cool. Was, yeah, how, how it was a lot. How much did that guy win? You should put me down for that. If I find it, I'll put you fucking down. All right. Well, we want to thank you for listening to the episode. Uh, we want to encourage you to go out to listen to the podcast. You're my friend and I trust you on iTunes, Podbean, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, we're going to get their Super Bowl prediction. Give it to you Thursday. We're going to have a slew of Super Bowl predictions on Thursday. We're going to have just, we're going to be calling people and asking them. Yep. They don't even, they don't know where they we're going to be calling. They don't even know. We're going to be calling them. We don't even know who we're going to be So tune in Thursday, um, Super Bowl Sunday, and Tony Romo at his first career Super Bowl. I'm sure he will excel. We're live streaming the Super Bowl, right? We're live streaming the halftime for the Super Bowl. We're going to do our own halftime show. All right. And we're going to record it and then put it up on SoundCloud and everything. And YouTube. And YouTube and iTunes. So take a listen on Thursday. We sit at a big desk like the guys. I mean, I guess we can. Actual halftime. (laughs) So we'll see you Thursday and um, enjoy the beginning of Super Bowl week.